Electronic cigarettes, vape, ICOS, are all different names for one product. The scientific name is ENDS, Electronic Nicotine Delivery Systems. They were first introduced in the early 2000s, and now their popularity is rocketing high, especially in young adults. Vape companies are now overtaking the market share of traditional cigarette companies. There's a common perception that e-cigarettes are safer than tobacco cigarettes because they lack the tar, they don't have 4,000 toxic chemical compounds that are created by burning a tobacco cigarette. But is vaping really safe to the heart? What does the liquid of the vape contain? Is it less harmful than the regular smoking? Can electronic cigarettes be used as a way to quit ordinary smoking? Or does it actually bring more non-smokers to become nicotine dependent? I reviewed the contents of the vape, the literature, the studies, and the statements from major health societies, including the American Heart Association, on electronic cigarettes, and here's what I found. Do we know what is the vape composed of? How does it work? There are more than 466 brands and more than 7,000 flavors of e-cigarettes. Regardless of the brand, there are three basic components. A battery, an e-liquid containing cartridge, and an atomizer, which is a chamber with a heating element. During use, inhalation activates a circuit that heats the liquid, and then the atomizer turns the liquid into an aerosol that's inhaled by the user through the mouthpiece, and it's then exhaled as a fine mist. The exhaled aerosol does not contain smoke, tar, or carbon monoxide. So we understood the components of the vape, but what does the liquid contain? The exact composition of liquids within these devices is not publicly known, making it difficult to predict the health effects. We know that there are four essential components. Nicotine, flavors, and chemical additives are all dissolved in a solvent of propylene glycol and vegetable glycerine, commonly termed PGVG. So let's take them one by one. The only known concentration of any additive is that of nicotine. So first, nicotine. The nicotine content in the devices is highly variable ranging from zero, yes, some of them are nicotine-free, to a dose equivalent to one cigarette pack in a single pod. In the European Union, there is a limit to less than 20 milligrams per ml, based on the assumption that this nicotine concentration would lead to nicotine delivery comparable to that of a standard combustible cigarette. Blood levels of nicotine were thought to be lower in e-cigarettes compared to conventional cigarettes, and that was true with the earlier generations. However, studies on later generations of e-cigarettes showed mixed results, higher nicotine in some studies and lower in others. It could be that over time, vapors compensate for decreased nicotine delivery by puffing more frequently, or that some e-cigarette tank systems have powerful batteries that heat the liquids to higher temperatures and so achieving blood nicotine levels comparable to those of cigarette smokers. Second component, the solvent. PGVG have no harmful cardiac effects, but might potentially be toxic to the lungs and irritant to the throat. Are there any dangerous chemical products or toxins? Well, the vape does not contain tar or generate carbon monoxide as the tobacco cigarettes do. When the e-liquid is heated, the results may include formation of formaldehyde, acetaldehyde, toluene, xylene, benzene. These all are pro-inflammatory molecules, and formaldehyde is a known carcinogen. There are other components. Some funny contaminants were found, like a weight loss medication known as Rimonaband and the famous Tadalafil Cialis for erectile dysfunction. So the vape can help lose weight and can help improve the sexual life. That's why the FDA has issued warnings to several e-cigarette companies for selling e-cartridges with these contaminants. 
What did the research show on the cardiovascular effects of electronic cigarettes? Vaping induces multiple acute hemodynamic changes, increased blood pressure, heart rate, sympathetic tone, reduced coronary flow reserve. Most of these acute effects are related to nicotine. Animal models of long-term e-cigarette aerosol inhalation resulted in cardiac fibrosis, decreased ejection fraction, and atherosclerosis. But tobacco smokers, particularly females, demonstrate significant improvement in their vascular health within one month of switching from tobacco cigarettes to electronic cigarettes. Unfortunately, we don't have long-term data on the cardiovascular effects of e-cigarettes. The data on health effects up to now were studied primarily in healthy people with short-term exposure and honestly didn't reveal evidence of severe adverse events. If observational studies are non-conclusive, is that reassuring? Well, it took us 200 years to realize the toxic and lethal effects of smoking. And it also takes decades before smokers develop cardiovascular disease or chronic obstructive lung disease. Thus, the arguments that e-cigarettes have not caused extensive disease in the past decades are premature. In cross-sectional observational studies of more than 70,000 participants from the National Health Interview Surveys, daily use of e-cigarettes was not associated with an increased risk of myocardial infarction. However, in another observational study of 400,000 participants from Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance Study, the odds of having stroke was 71% higher in e-cigarettes. In addition, the incidence of myocardial infarction was 59% greater in e-cigarettes than the non-users. So if vaping is the lesser of the two evils, can we use vaping as a tobacco cessation tool? Well, we need to differentiate between tobacco cessation and nicotine cessation. E-cigarettes still contain nicotine but they are only partially successful at tobacco cessation. Actually, a meta-analysis of all available studies showed that the odds of quitting cigarettes was 28% lower in those who used the e-cigarettes than in those who used other tools like nicotine patches or nicotine gums. That's a big failure for the e-cigarettes. And consequently, the FDA has not approved e-cigarettes as a cessation tool, and the American Heart Association recommends using e-cigarette for smoke cessation only as a last resort after behavioral support, nicotine patches, and other medications like bupropion. Then, what are the potential benefits and hazards of the widespread adoption of vape? Well, the proponents of e-cigarettes maintain that these products emulate smoking behavior without exposing the user to the toxic smoke constituents of combustible cigarettes. So there would be a potential public health benefit if smokers completely switched or reduced their cigarette smoking habit. Vape promotes smoking in general, and in adolescence, e-cigarettes can be a route to nicotine addiction and a potential gateway to tobacco use in non-smokers. Also, acceptance of e-cigarettes can reverse the social norm of prohibiting smoking in public places. Then how should physicians counsel their patients on vape? What should cardiac patients know about vape? First, for the current e-cigarette users, they need to know that there may be consequences, including increased rates of myocardial infarction, stroke, and other cardiovascular effects. Also, in the absence of long-term safety studies of e-cigarette use, it may be appropriate to advise the patient to consider quitting. They need to set a quitting date for their e-cigarette use, and they should not plan to use it indefinitely. Number two, for current tobacco smokers, they should quit smoking cigarettes entirely as soon as possible. We should try the approved tools first, the nicotine patches, nicotine gums, bupropion. If a patient has failed, 
has been intolerant or refuses to use conventional smoke cessation medication, then it's reasonable to support the attempt of quitting using the e-cigarettes. However, patients should be informed that although e-cigarette aerosol may be less toxic than the cigarette smoking, the products are unregulated, may contain low levels of toxic chemicals, and have not been proven to be effective as cessation devices. Thank you for watching this episode of Cardio Buzz. Please share your opinion on electronic cigarettes. If you like the content, hit like and subscribe to get notified of the coming episodes. See you next week.